Hey everybody, you're listening to Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, the podcast where we talk about the movies we love and the monsters we all face. I'm your host, David Anderson, and today is October 9th, 2020, A Course in Fearicles, Day 9. Very excited to tell you I have a special guest in the studio. With me today is influencer, life coach, and relationship scientist, Carla Holden. And by that, I mean she influences all of my major life decisions, tells me how to live, and has been with me in the dating trenches for many, many years, my good friend, Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi, David. I'm so honored to be here today. The honor is all mine. So what brings you to the Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams studios today? Well, I've been a longtime fan and, you know, A Course in Fearicles, I had to be a part of it. I asked and ask and you shall receive. Here I am. The fact that you could get through that with a straight face <laughs> is a miracle in and of itself. So aside from that, which is lovely, thank you. I appreciate that. As we so often do, we were basically watching a movie together the other night from our separate spaces and you were like live texting it to me and you were watching What Lies Beneath. I'm giving me a play-by-play, and at one point, you know, they have a seance in the bathroom. Michelle Pfeiffer and her best friend uh, try to contact a spirit, and you were like, David, if we had to, if we needed to, would you have a seance in the bathroom with me? And without hesitating, like the good friend that I am, I was like, yes, when can I come over? I'm not sure we have anyone specific that we'd want to contact, but it's worth a shot. But point being, I got very into the idea of trying to contact the spirit world with you. And we're not going to do it in the bathroom tonight, but we are going to go on a little field trip. And we'll get more into that a little later. First, I want to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little better. So I'm going to ask you a few kind of rapid fire questions in a segment I'm calling the frightening round. (laughs) So are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Question one. What do you think of when you think of Halloween? Hmm, that's a great question. Okay, I think of quite a few things. I think of pumpkin-scented candles. I think of treats. I think of scary movies. I think of fall leaves, even though I live in L.A. and I've always spent Halloween in L.A., but, you know, the some of the leaves change color. Um, I think of ghost stories, watching scary movies at night with friends and dressing up for sure. Speaking my language, I feel like it's getting a little sexy in here already. It doesn't take much for me. I may have I may have loaded the deck a little bit. I have questions I want to ask you that I want you to give a very specific answer to. And if you don't, I'm going to be upset. So let's see how this goes. Question two, what is the best movie ever made? Nightmare on Elm Street. No, come on. Get it together. Not the answer you think oh, no, I want no, to hear. No, Your No, just best movie. This is about oh, you. Oh. Yes. Yeah, for once. The Mask with Jim Carrey. Not to be confused, The Mask with Cher. It's The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yes, not The Mask from the 80s with Eric Stoltz. The Mask with Jim Carrey. That is what I wanted. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for performing on command. And the reason I know that is because years ago, we were talking and I was referring to the fact that I can watch the same movies over and over and get the same enjoyment out of them. And you were like, "Mm, no, not for me. Like once I see something, like I've seen it and I'm kind of done unless it's The Mask starring Jim Carrey, which I can watch over and over again, and it's always just as good. And when I want to watch it, I just go to the library and get it. And I was like, the library? (laughs) What? 
it brought me such joy, such pleasure, but also such heartbreak to know that you didn't even own a copy of your favorite movie and that you had to go get it from the library when the mood struck. So I felt the need to remedy that. And do you remember, remedy. you want to tell the rest yeah. of the story? So, okay, here you go. Full remedy. Um, for my birthday, I believe, I got the VHS, the DVD, Blu-ray. Was Blu-ray a thing at the time? Blu-ray. What other versions? There's there was a Laserdisc. A Laserdisc version. I got every version of The Mask known to exist. It's all mine. <laughs> It's all for you. I wanted to try to future-proof you and past-proof you, I guess, to give it to you on every available yeah, format yeah. so you never had to go to the library again. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, question three. Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. I haven't had the, I don't know. I I hope some point in my life I get to see a ghost, and I love your ghost story, but my own, I haven't seen a ghost. I've had weird things happen, but... Nothing where I've actually seen a ghost, but I do believe in them for sure. All right. Well, we kind of stepped on the toes of my follow-up question, which was, have you ever seen a ghost or had a paranormal encounter? We can broaden it out to be paranormal encounter and feel free to interpret that as you will. Do you know any of my paranormal encounters now? Because I think I've, I've had more like spiritual experiences, things that are odd and synchronistic. I'm trying to think if I've had paranormal things happen. I've had my dog make weird faces in the apartment like... And I did have a psychic stay at my house when I was doing Airbnb, and he said there were definitely spirits in the house, and they were very lively and kind of cheeky and funny. He's a medium. He's a famous medium. And yeah, even just like a week ago, my dog jumped on the bed, and he yelped, and then he kept looking up at the ceiling like something had touched him, and he kept doing it. He's a very he's a very like wise kind of dog, and that was sort of creepy. So I've had things like that happen, things that are open to interpretation, but I feel like are a little, a little odd. Sounds like you got a little bit of a poltergeist situation going on there. I did have someone tell me I have a poltergeist in my house. Way to bury the lead. Tell us about that. It was when I had my Akashic Records done and a woman did a reading on my house and um, she found a couple of spooky items in my home. She She's never been to my home, but she knew I had something in my kitchen that was this old black and white photo from like 80 years ago and she said to get rid of that. And then the other thing was something in my living room. It was something that someone had given me as a gift. She's never been to my home. She named those two things. I got rid of both of them. And then she also told me that I had a poltergeist and that uh, she cleared it for me. But she said a poltergeist is basically something that has the ability to move things. And I just thought, okay, maybe that explains why sometimes I can't. I swear I, I, swear I put something somewhere and it's not there later. And she says that that is the power of a poltergeist. They can move things. Oh, yeah. It's not short-term memory loss. It's a poltergeist <laughs> for sure. P.S. Can I just point out that you're doing the thing I love that Oprah does, where she peppers the conversation with really kind of profound concepts that not everyone necessarily would grasp onto or have a frame of reference for, but she says it like it's commonly accepted knowledge. And you're like, so I was getting my Akashic Records done. <laughs> and like, you know... <laughs> And the medium came over, as they do, and before she read my Akashic Records, she did an exorcism because I had a poltergeist. And then we went to Lemonade. So, question five. What's the scariest date you've ever been on? She's going through the Rolodex in her mind. I can see the wheels turning. It's like, so many to choose from. So many. It's a long list. Let's see. 
Okay, well, this one really was scary. This is scary in the sense that I spent the whole date with a person that wasn't actually the person in the photos, and I didn't realize it. He was, he looked like him, but he didn't, and I thought, like, it's close enough. You know, sometimes people don't look like their pictures, but it turned out he was catfishing me, and I didn't even realize it. He And the picture was actually some guy who I guess is on MSNBC or something. He's like a financial, like one of those people who's a famous commentary or something. I don't know who he is, but... He was using that guy's name, pretending to be him, and he was not him. And we went to the Roosevelt. Ugh. Yeah, and I didn't realize until I came home and Google searched the image and then said to him, hey, you're not this guy in the photo, are you? And he's like, no. I thought you knew that. And I said, no. How would I know that? Is your name even really Adam or whatever his name was? And he said, no, that's not his name. He was just completely lying. And So what was his game? What was he hoping to gain from <laughs> lying to you? I think he was really trying to pull himself off as that guy because he, the story he was telling me when I looked up that guy's Wikipedia page, it was like his story. And but it was all made up. He was like trying to pretend to be this guy. His his elaborate scheme fell apart quickly under scrutiny. You ask one question, are you that guy? No, he didn't, he didn't even bother. This was after the date had already ended. He got a kiss out of me, which is, that's the part that's the scary part. Ugh. Just a kiss, though, thank God, in front of the Roosevelt. And yeah, afterwards, I felt violated. I felt violated. I was really upset. I was like, that I got had. Well, that's not great, but I have to say that you've already fulfilled two of my lifelong dreams. You've had a poltergeist, and you've been catfished. I want to be catfished. Can you catfish the willing? Like, if I want to be catfished, does it count? Because I want to be on catfish. That's my end game. All right, question six. What does lie beneath? <laughs> I honestly don't have an answer. <laughs> I watched the whole movie and I have no idea. I still don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's maybe the identity that Harrison Ford was hiding? What lies beneath? Like he was maybe a sociopath the whole entire time? Well, I'm pretty sure he was because he murdered his former <laughs> lover. Okay. By... I, I really have been wondering that lately because he seemed like the perfect guy until, I mean, something happened. But yeah, it's, well, psychopaths are born, not made. So that means he's he was born that way. Oh my gosh, so it was all a lie. Also, Taylor's oldest time, he was the perfect guy until something happened. We all know that story. <laughs> story of my life. Before you know it, you're getting catfish and you're like, you're not that guy in that picture. No, yeah. no, I'm not. I thought you knew that. Also, my mistress is at the bottom of the lake. Yes. Can we just make things be normal again? <laughs> How does a bath sound? Mmm, doesn't that sound nice? A nice warm bath? Here, drink this. Okay, question seven. Let's get serious. Calm down. Do you think our loved ones who've passed on communicate with us from beyond? Yes, and I actually do have a story for that. My mom, who passed away June of 2019, about a month after, I was in my apartment and I thought, I really wish I could get a sign for my mom. Like I was really missing her. And I just thought I had, I had had a lot of signs actually already though, but this one was very specific. Just like, mom, I wish I could get a sign from you. About one minute, two minutes later, my phone rings and it's her ringtone and a specific ringtone assigned to her name. That was not anyone else's ringtone. It was not my alarm or anything else like that. And that ringtone goes off like as, as if it was like my general ringtone. And it was like she was calling me. It was the weirdest thing. Isn't that crazy? Like I just asked for a sign and then her ringtone goes off and it, it's never been heard before or since. And I it wasn't like fiddled with on my phone or anything. 
I felt like that was a pretty clear communication. That is wild. That's a little spooky, but also really comforting, I would imagine. And I also saw her as a hawk a few times in the backyard. Like there was this hawk hanging out in the backyard and I swear I knew it was my mom. Like a hawk in Carson, a hawk in Carson was hanging out in our backyard, just like staring over the property morning after morning when I would come out there. Never seen before. And I go to look up what kind of hawk this is because I can see it has red feathers and it's called Cooper's tail. And Cooper was her beloved cat. Like we were always dog people and she had one cat and her cat was named Cooper and the freaking hawk is named Cooper. And I was like, that's my mom. I knew it was my mom. Say no more. The cat was named Cooper. I think that's all we need to know. Also, can I say that A Hawk and Carson is a great title for something? (laughs) Your autobiography, A Hawk and Carson. That's beautiful. Question eight. What do you want on your tombstone? What do I want? I want, I want, hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. What do I want on my tombstone? Let me think. Maybe something funny. Like, don't make me sing. Something funny or maybe something like, or something very, very like, she was so beloved and cherished. The most beautiful woman on the earth. Like something really over the top. Known for her humility. Yes. Known for her humility. I want it to be like it was written from my husband and it's just like all pure love and adoration. I can see it. You're going to draft it in advance for your husband. We're going to tell everyone that you came up with this, but this is exactly to the letter what I want on my tombstone. And I expect you to be graveside sobbing. Yes. Question nine. When you die, would you choose or will you choose to move on right away or hang out on the earth plane, seeing any unfinished business you might have or just like freaking people out? And if so, what would you do as a ghost? Okay, well, I plan on just going straight to the next thing. You know, whatever is next, I'm going there. However, if I were to hang around and spook people out, would definitely go to friends and um, yeah, I would go to friends. Maybe um, what could I do that would really freak people out or, or let them know that it was me? Yeah, I'd want to find a way to let them know it was me. But I don't I'm not a poltergeist. So I don't have the ability to move things. But if there's something spooky I could do, what could I do? Well, after this conversation, I fully expect you to take the form of a hawk when you appear to me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd suggest maybe you could like do that thing where when I am like brushing my teeth and I open the medicine cabinet to grab something and there's nothing there. But then when I close it, you're behind my shoulder like, ah, you know how much I love that. I would definitely do that as a ghost. Yes. Classic. Thank you. All right. Final question. I feel like this has been a very difficult year for all of us, for sure. There's a lot of change. A lot of us are dealing with grief and sort of processing the fact that life is probably never going to be exactly as it was. So I need to ask you... What do you miss more, Sizzler or Sue Plantation? I'm seriously still grieving Sue Plantation. I had Sizzler this week, actually, and I pretty much grew up at Sizzler because it was around the corner from my parents' house, and that's where we'd go when I was a kid, and I would eat all-you-can-eat shrimp, and then I'd put on my purple jacket, and I'd fall asleep in the booth. That was our, That's like one of my earlier memories. So Sizzler still exists as far as, you know, if it goes bankrupt, that would be sad, but right now, I really miss Sue Plantation. It's gone. Like, I didn't know the last time I went there was the last time I would ever go there, and now, just like that, it's gone. I didn't even get to say goodbye. So my dream is that they have a resurgence or like a like how 90s boy bands came back and did tours later. They'll have like a pop-up soup plantation. It'll be some sort of like kitschy, campy thing. And they'll do a pop-up and I'll get to go and enjoy and like kind of relive that whole time in my life. This is why we're friends, because you took that question far more seriously than it deserved to be taken. And I appreciate that more than you know. Do you know what I would do for just like a teaspoon of Jones Broccoli Madness right now? To know that I will never taste it again is really just too much. But also, there's a Sizzler open somewhere. This is brand new information. Oh, yeah. Live and thriving. 
You were sitting outside? No, I had it door dashed. It's right across the street from Ikea. What's a door dashed? Door dashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, does Jordash jeans still exist? <laughs> and have they branched out into home delivery? Oh, DoorDash. That does make sense. I'm like, oh, you use Jordash? I had mine Cherokeed. Doordashed, yes. Doordashed right to our right to our door. Yeah. I don't think they're they don't have a patio at the one in Carson, but it is across the street from IKEA, so All right. I think I'll hold off then because I want the real Sizzler experience. Like when the world returns to some sense of normalcy, that's one of the things that I want to hold off on. I want to see a movie in a theater and go to Sizzler. That's a night. And also maybe why I'm single. That is a night. And as far as I can remember, they they might have changed in the last year. But the Sizzler in Carson is still the same decor as from like the 80s. Hasn't changed. So that would be fun. Are there glass blocks yes. and like, you know, yeah. neon lighting? and There's glass blocks and there's some sort of a weird pattern on the carpet, like some squiggly line on the carpets. Yeah. Oh, man. Dream come true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for indulging me in the frightening round. <laughs> now let's move on to the real business of the day, which is what we hope, fingers crossed, will be a real paranormal <laughs> encounter. So we are going to take a little jaunt to a location that's all of five minutes away from where we are now because we like want to see a ghost, but we don't want to try like that hard. So we're going to the closest thing I could find, which is the supposedly haunted forest of Altadena, which is really just a hiking trail around what they call the old Cobb Estate. But the old Cobb Estate is a pretty great name for a haunted trail, right? So to prime the pump a little bit, we're going to read a piece that I pulled up about this spot from hauntedlosangeles.blogspot.com.geocities.angelfire tripod. When you approach the haunted forest, also known as the enchanted forest, that kind of takes it down a notch, doesn't seem too intimidating, right? Enchanted. At the end of Lake Avenue in Pasadena, California, it definitely has an intimidating first impression. As you walk towards the entrance, you see the front gate of the forest. There's bright street lighting, but as you get closer to the gate, it gets darker and darker. The gate looks like something out of a horror movie, Mm, I'm listening, or the entrance to hell. (laughs) Once you pass through the gate, It's a good idea to have a flashlight with you because you can't see an inch in front of you in this whole place. That is, unless you look back toward the entrance of the forest with the street lighting. But if you're interested in going into the haunted forest, you better bring some flashlights with you or a camcorder with infrared. They're really hung up on this flashlight thing. Are we going to heed that advice? I say we go for it. People have claimed hearing screams coming from the forest, but are unable to find anything. There have also been claims of people getting the feeling of being followed throughout the forest while exploring. So I also just want to say that if the forest wasn't haunted before, it might be now because I hate to tell you that a few months ago they found a body in a tent. And this article says, while the discovery of a body in Los Angeles isn't exactly rare, that's sobering, the state of the corpse was alarming, extremely decomposed. It was strange that the deceased woman could have remained undiscovered for so long on such a popular stretch of trails. So stick that in your back pocket. All right, before we go, Carla and I are going to pull a card from the Halloween Oracle deck that we've used on the show before. And I'm going to let Carla do the honors because she is an excellent card reader and she's also our guest. So what do we have? The card we have pulled is Lady de los Muertos. Well, that bodes well. Should we see what the description of the card says just to see? And then maybe we can tune in. There's a little bit more to that message. 
All right, Lady de los Muertos, and there's a little bit of prose here, pale. You step out of the night in red lace, full flowers upon your crown. You bring the beauty to death, the equality and joy of the underground. I feel like this was written about me. The iconic lady of death with a pale skull-like face, zombie eyes, and rich red funeral flowers in her hair has become one of the most recognizable symbols of Halloween and the Mexican Day of the Dead. The original model for this flamboyant lady of death can be traced back to an ancient Aztec goddess. As time went on, the figure remained balanced between beauty and horror and morphed into the Lady of the Dead and eventually into the more modern graphic figure of Katrina. It is also reported that the identity of the original Katrina was based on women who were very rich and had everything they wanted in this life. Yet Death takes everyone equally, so it was a reminder that no matter how beautiful, rich, popular, or famous you were, in the end, death takes us all. The Mexican culture has a long-standing history of laughing at death and seeing it as just another aspect of life. In some ways, death is the last taboo in many Western cultures. We tend to hide away our dying, and some of us may never even see the body of someone who has passed away in our whole lives. But this was a much more common occurrence in the past. Acknowledging that death is a natural process that will enter everyone's life at some point, and that perhaps until then, we can choose to be life-affirming, takes away much of the fear. Take a light approach to a situation initially, and it may work out better. If you're holding on to something that does not serve you any longer, in particular, material things simplify and let go i love that reading for us today as we embark on our spirit quest because aside from the obvious meaning we're trying to contact the spirit world somehow some way one of the things that i love so much about halloween is exactly that that it gives us the opportunity to kind of confront death which is inevitable and not try to pretend like it's not going to happen that it's not a reality but also have fun with it laughing with death as the card says and taking the energy out of the things that scare us i think is really healthy and necessary what do you think i love Love that yeah i like bringing some normalcy and even levity to something that's natural and going to happen to everyone and what a great perspective shift all right so with our lightness of spirit we're gonna go talk to the other spirits okay so carl and i have just arrived we are inside the gates of what is it cobs knob the cob estate the haunted slash enchanted forest of pasadena and we walked through they are rather imposing don't you think the stone gates i don't know that i would say they look like the gates of hell but they're a little spooky and even better this has the makings of a horror movie because the forest is technically closed and we peeled back the caution tape but you know it doesn't bode well when you enter a haunted forest that's been cordoned off to trespassers we're tempting fate here what do you think we are i'm already scared and we've just passed the caution sign we're gonna mosey on up the trail and see what we find this is a big deal for carla and i because we both really hate hiking <laughs> Only ghosts would make us hike. Is there anything worse than, well, online dating period, but especially the degree to which everyone online wants to hike? They can't get enough. I flat out refuse any hiking date invitations. I think it's rude. I don't disagree, but tell me why you think it's rude. It's cheap. Um, I know I don't want to get dressed up to go walk in the dirt uphill. I don't want to do it. Yeah, that is not a good first date for anyone no. out there. No one wants to get dirty. No one wants to be all, well, maybe the problem is my level of fitness if I'm out of breath trying to talk and walk at the same time. But let's not go too far down that path <laughs> as I wheeze into the microphone. Don't worry, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. We're hearing some banging in the distance. And this is one of the, oh, and there are some, there are some lights flashing way ahead on the trail. We have decided to dis <laughs> I really am breathing heavily <laughs> is it the stress is it 
Is it the entire loaf of pumpkin bread I ate on the way over? We've decided to decline the suggestion that we bring our flashlights. We are hiking in the dark. It is pitch dark in here. There are no lights in the forest. And we just heard a few crackling sounds and some flashing lights in the far off distance. Here they go again. It's scary enough. Carla, did you bring the map? <laughs> I don't even know where we are right now. All right, she doesn't have the map. Great. No. Ask you to do one thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming upon some haunted construction. <laughs> Empty, circular... What would you call that? A demon summoning tub. <laughs> what would you call it? It's clearly a demon summoning tub. It looks like there's old metallic bones in there. It's real big. It's definitely a hell mouth of some kind. <laughs> it's huge. It's bigger than it's like three times the size of a pool. Four times. It's definitely not a pool. That would just be crazy. <laughs> that would be showing off. That's creepy. That in and of itself is creepy. An abandoned demon hellhole summoning portal. Our OCD is being triggered. Who leaves a half-finished hellhole? Finish what you start. There are, wow, glancing way up the mountain, though, there are several lights up there. Ooh, remember the invitation? <laughs> when they all signaled the neighborhood at the end of the movie yes. to carry out their ritualistic murders? I love that Do you movie. think that's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. Why are there so many flashing lights? Because we're the only ones who didn't bring flashlights. flashlight. It turns out we're not the only ones who had this idea. So I'm not sure that any ghosts who are probably shy are going to make an appearance tonight. But regardless, we get a nice walk out of it. Is this just a hiking podcast now? <laughs> oh, let's keep going. This is like a little a bit. Well, so far, the bizarre slapping in the distance is the only potentially paranormal thing that we've heard. And I can stay home if I just want to hear slapping in the distance. Do you think we should do something? Yes. Should we have some kind of a ritual to summon any potential ghosts who might want to talk? Yes, should please. we say something like, light as a feather, stiff as I am at social engagements? <laughs> There's definitely just a barren wasteland of dried brush in front of us with some kind of like ill-placed, what are those, rocks? Everything looks very symbolic and it does feel like we should do some sort of a ritual if we really want to call in any spirits that might be hanging out in the forest tonight. It does kind of resemble the pet cemetery. There's stones placed in kind of concentric circles, mm -hmm. or as Carla pointed out, they're ill-placed. <laughs> Don't invite her over to your house unless you want her brutal honesty about the placement of your home furnishings. <laughs> Is this how we would maximize the space though? Is it functional? Sure, it's evil, but is it functional? This forest has bad feng shui. Everything is really off. But you want bad feng shui in a haunted forest, right? You think so? Yeah, it's like um, in the haunting of Hill House, all the angles are wrong. Ooh. Everything the, about the house, the doors are hung crooked. Like the angles don't add up. I haven't seen it. I need to see that. I need to watch it. <laughs> She's been sitting on the haunting, both the original 1963 and 1999 remake. Catch up. It's hard when you're just watching the mask on Endless Loop. All right, let's press on. I can honestly say I have never been in a forest at night. Is this the best date you've ever been on? <laughs> this is the best. We always have the best dates. Carla and I have the best and most romantic non-date dates ever. No man has ever treated me as well as she does or made me feel as seen. Ditto. I can honestly say the same. That looks like a black cat. A black cat question mark? Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
Carla is using her phone as a flashlight, ever resourceful. And I have to say that as she turned her screen on, I saw you had a missed call and it says scam likely. I don't get scam likely. I get spam risk. I get scam likely like five times a day. You know what we should have done? I feel ill-prepared. Do you think there's like a um, like an EMF meter or some kind of ghost hunting app that we should have downloaded prior to this? Research. God. Amateur. Your night really goes off the rails in the haunted forest when you realize you have no Wi-Fi oh and no reception. I really don't. But there's always a hot spot. Floating. Rainbow wheel? No. I almost said EMT, but it's EMF, right? Yeah. I want to hold you, EMT. Wait, are we sure it's EMF? Because that's also British pop band, EMF. Is it really? Remember? Hit single, Unbelievable, yeah. with Unbelievable. the Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. That's EMF? EMF? Yeah. Saying that? Okay. Yeah. There's also LFO. That's yeah. true. The rumor at the time was that EMF stood for English motherfuckers. No. Do you remember that? It was scandalous. <laughs> what does it stand for? Do we know? I don't know. Maybe it does stand for English motherfuckers. <laughs> Nothing makes me sadder than 90s bands, One Hit Wonders, who sell their songs to be used as commercial jingles now. Mm. Like, have you seen the commercial with Crumbelievable, where they use the EMS song? No. You're Crumbelievable. Stop it. Stop. You're kidding. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> oh, there's definitely movement. Yeah. I'm starting to feel energy. Do you feel it? I feel energy right here where we're standing. I feel like when we started to just stand still... You could feel like some weird energy and I could hear some things off in the distance. Okay, well, I'm tired of walking anyway, so let's stand still. You know what they say, if you're lost, you should stop moving Mm -hmm. because you just keep moving away from each other. So maybe that also holds true for ghosts. The ghosts can't find us if we're constantly on the move. So we're just going to stand here in the middle of the haunted trail for a while and encourage them to communicate. Make yourself seen or heard. Yeah, your eyes kind of play tricks on you in here. It feels like I keep thinking I'm seeing something. Yeah, like over there in the distance, I swear I see something, but I don't know. Oh, I see that too. Something just flickered and it's not a flashlight because it's it's not not that far away from us. No, it's not a flashlight. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Something's kind of like lit up illuminating, but not a flashlight. It's like a shadow. That's creepy. I don't know if the mic is picking up the crickets, but it is rather soothing out here, I think. With some rustling in the leaves. Are there, what's the wildlife like up here? Much, much peaceful. Very crickets. <laughs> There's probably some, you know, like wild cats. Yeah, you think so? Maybe some burr. Snakes? Some snakes? Snakes for sure. It's lousy with snakes up here. That's the thing about, you know, supposedly haunted outings like this. The more I think about it, the more I'm way more terrified of like a serial killer. <laughs> hiding in the bushes gonna leap out of us than any kind of ghost oh that that's more scary okay people are the real monsters yes okay i thought you were gonna say like a snake is the real threat but no a serial killer (laughs) jumping out of the bushes is more likely and they do love to do that to jump out they're like (laughs) are are those horses no i do not think it's a horse it does sound loud though doesn't it david i think those are oh you're right (laughs) i'm telling you my eyes as considering i have bad vision are actually really really those are two horses i really think we saw something over there carla is right whereas i wouldn't i wouldn't even be able to like pass a flashcard test for a kindergartner like is that a horse i don't yeah all right well two men on horseback (laughs) just rode past us and they did kind of resemble 
old-timey cowboys, right? <laughs> yes, who knows if they are real or are they ghosts? We did get the card, Dia de los Muertos, and they are speaking in Espanol. They are. Your accent is really... Muy bien. It's that 10th grade Spanish, too. <laughs> it's like riding a bicicleta. I don't know what I expected to happen, but they are not getting any ghost content whatsoever. Do you think it was a mistake going ghost hunting at 7 p.m.? <laughs> Do you think we have to come at the witching hour like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning? I was thinking the saying is what, the darkest hour is right before 8 p.m., but that's not, that's not right, is it? The witching hour... Like, what is it, three to four? Because that's when all the spirits are up. So it wakes you up in the middle of the night. That's when the spirits are up. When they go to the fridge for something. <laughs> exactly. I think the technical reason is because it's supposed to be like the opposite and inversion of the hour at which Christ died on the cross, which oh. is 3 p.m. And also mockery of the Trinity itself. Oh, that is so deep. You're right. You're absolutely right. It is that. Wait, so Christ died at 3 p.m.? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> 3 p.m. in Israel. So what time is that? It's 3 p.m. somewhere, am I right? <laughs> what time are ghosts on? Yeah, what time are ghosts You mean like on? what is ghost happy hour? Yeah, like what is the ghost time zone? What is the time zone for the spirit world? You know, do you think it has its own time zone? No, I don't because I think the spirit world transcends time You're and right. space. There is no time and space, but they do only come out at night. I swear I feel like I feel something over here. You never hear about people seeing ghosts in the daytime. Why is that? No, maybe you do in like um, Scotland. Have you told your ghost story? I did tell my ghost story during the Christmas episode last year, yes. And I was hoping I would get a new ghost story tonight, but you know what? We plan, ghosts say, ha! They never really want to cooperate. You know what though, Carla is absolutely the person that you want to take with you on a field trip to a haunted forest and to a scary movie or a haunted house. Her reactions are just the best. I do genuinely get scared, which is why I love, I have a love-hate relationship with horror. It scares me, but I guess I like being scared. Yep, there's definitely more creepy banging. Yep. Things aren't going bump in the night, but they're going bang in the night. Please don't talk about bangs tonight. All right, we're making our way back to the front gate. It seems the spirit activity is not as high tonight as we would have liked, <laughs> or as existent as we would have liked. But we can only do our best. I think for a first paranormal outing, this is like the warm-up, right? We heard some screams. We heard weird sounds. We saw this weird-shaped circle abandoned thing. I feel like a lot of spooky stuff actually happened for it being not in the middle of the night. I think if we come back at 3 a.m., there'll be more. I love your attitude. <laughs> what positivity. And let's be honest, the bar was pretty low. Two men on horseback and the spooky Ralphs that closes at 10 p.m. that we passed on the way up. I'm satisfied with that. I am totally satisfied. I've been scared the last half hour. Well, we've only been here for 15 minutes. So <laughs> I'm sorry if the conversation lagged in the car. Oh, gosh. It felt a lot longer. That's what you want to hear on a night out with your friends. This night felt a lot longer. How long? What day is this? Truly terrifying, you guys. David's a horror pro, but I'm just a regular person. And being in a forest at night was honestly scary. I'm glad to be past the caution tape on the other side. All right. Well, mission accomplished. Like most of my nights, we're leaving with only one of us satisfied. <laughs> Carla got her scares. I'm disappointed. A little hungry. I'm hungry, too.
Now you're going to tell me we're going Dutch probably, right? Never, never. Oh, you're treating? That's what true horror is made of. My treat, always, always, never, never Dutch. It's the double whammy when you get let's go hiking and then hit dinner uh, and we'll go Dutch. That's disgusting. That is truly disgusting. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Carla. We're going to do this again and we're going to apply everything that we have learned. I don't know what we learned, but we learned something. I think we learned something about ourselves. Yeah, it's good to face your fears. I mean, here we are. We're being adventurous. There was caution tape. It literally said the forest is closed. And we were like, we're going to make our own rules. Yeah, like Rules were made to be broken. Exactly. I think that's our lesson for tonight. Rules are made to be broken. The city of Altadena has it coming. <laughs> yes, they don't know what they're in for. They know what they did, though. <laughs> All right. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This show is an Unreliable Narrator production. For more information, visit unreliablenarrator.org. <laughs>